I'm excited because we have a young student minister. I, you know, hopefully he's the first of many student ministers to come. You know what I'm talking about? You don't have to go to seminary to be a student minister, but if you did, that'd be cool too. Uh, but I'm really excited because I just want to see him preach and grow to be a great preacher. I really believe he has such a great heart for God, and he has a great heart for the Word. And I, I've been just working with him for the past few weeks. It's been absolutely wonderful. So let's give him a warm welcome. Aiden Ferreira, will you please come and preach the Word for us? How are you all doing, guys? It's uh, terrifying to be up here. No, just kidding. It's, uh, it's great. Um, so today we're going to be looking at Romans 5, 1 through 11. So if you guys want to turn to that, that would be fantastic. And the word of the Lord reads, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of the Lord. Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him, through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. So let's pray. Father God, we just come here today and we just want to give it all up to you. We want to give this message up to you. Lord, make me a mouthpiece for you that I would not glorify myself, but that you could be glorified, Father God. And not that I could be made great, but Father God, that you would be made great if I'm bad or if I'm good, Father God. But let it be all about you. Let this Sunday and every day be all about you, Father God. Let's just bring honor to your word and yeah, just be glorified in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so when Pastor Eddie asked me to share a message with you guys, I was absolutely racking my brain for a verse to share. And by the grace of God, I landed on Romans 1, uh, 5, 1, and 11. And as you know, for the last few weeks, we've been looking at Matthew 7 and the two different choices that we all have as Christians, and that's hell or salvation through Jesus Christ. And what Paul is doing here in verses 1 through 11 is explaining exactly what a believer who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and has now been justified through faith will experience through their relationship with God. 
Now, personally, I always love to start with a little bit of context. So let's take a closer look what's actually happening here in Romans. So on Paul's missionary journey, he hopes to travel up to Spain to continue sharing the gospel to all the people that he can. And he hopes that he hopes to travel, sorry, and he hopes uh, so that he writes this letter to the Roman church explaining his understanding of the gospel in order to gain their support and so he can use it as a base of operations to continue on to Spain and the rest of the world. Unfortunately, he never got there, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, so what's Romans all about then? Well, at its core, it's about two things. The first is being justified through faith in Christ alone, and the second is our work with Christ following that. And today we'll be looking at one of the questions that comes to mind in following Christ after salvation. It's the, what happens now? We kind of have this idea of, will the rest of my life be super breezy and without issue because I'm following God? And the answer's no. We still live in a fallen world. Suffering still happens. And we're still going to face it every day. All the hardships of work and family and friends still stays the same and honestly may even get worse and while we're being honest to this day Christians are still recorded to be one of the most persecuted people groups in the world but what Paul is telling us here is that even though we go through suffering God gives us hope and growth in our suffering so then it leaves the question how does God give us hope and growth in our suffering? Well, the first thing is an offer of support in verses 1 and 2. In verse 1 it says, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the word for peace here comes from the Hebrew word shalom. So this word shalom, it doesn't just mean an absence of hostilities like you'd get between two countries after they end a war, but it's more about a complete fullness of tranquility, wellness, and prosperity, and salvation of someone who is in relationship with God. What that peace means for us is that from our previous relationship with God, sorry, from our previous hostility with God, we're now in a new relationship with God that's characterized by these blessings of tranquility, wellness, prosperity, salvation. And since we're now at peace with God, we also have full access to God. And this access is really why that peace is so important. See, verse 2 tells us that through Jesus, we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. Accepting Jesus offers us deeply personal relationship with God, with the God of the universe in which we can always be in the fullness of God's love and favor for us. That means for you and me that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you have complete access to the almighty, all-knowing God of the universe at your side no matter what you're going through. And he wants to help you. And we see this in Matthew 7, 
7 to 8. It says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. God is willing to answer your prayers in the suffering. The door is open. You have access and nothing can hinder that access. No sin, no shame, no fear, and no doubt. All you have to do is come to him and depend on his strength rather than your own. I don't know. Some of us sitting here may be thinking, well, I'm going through struggles right now and I'm praying about it. I really, really am. But God hasn't taken me out of this struggle yet. What's happening? And it can make us start questioning things. Like, am I praying right? Does God really want me to answer, to answer my prayers? Do I not have enough faith? And they're all valid questions, but verses 3 to 4 have the answer for us. And that answer is, through God, we can glory in our suffering. Now, that sounds ridiculous, right? Like, could you imagine a person who's just lost their home in a fire coming up to you and saying, I can't believe that my house just burnt down. This is fantastic. Praise the Lord. It's ridiculous, right? Like, it'll never happen unless maybe they want an insurance payout. But <laughs> there is a reason that we can glory in our suffering. Because we trust in Jesus and go through suffering. It's the start of a chain reaction in us. We go from suffering to perseverance, perseverance to character, and character to hope. So that means suffering ultimately leads to hope. It also means that God may be letting you go through the season of suffering so that you can grow. And you know, while we're on this topic of perseverance, I find that perseverance is almost non-existent in this day and age. Almost every person around my age is always looking for an out. We hear it all the time, and some of us are guilty of saying it too. Things like, uni is getting too hard. I should change my course. I had a fight with my girlfriend or boyfriend. We should just break up. Work is getting tough. I'm going to find a new job. The days of immigrating to a new country with a dollar of a dream and a dream for a better future for your family or working for a company th for 30 years are completely gone. But we never stop to consider that that push through the struggle that we call perseverance is a gift from God. When we learn to persevere and we keep trusting in God through our suffering, things get easier the next time you have to face an issue. It just doesn't seem as big a deal. It's just like when you start going to the gym. Yeah, the day after training hurts at first and you feel like quitting, but if you just keep at it, the pain the day, the da that pain the day after goes away. And the great thing is, when we, get that when we gain that perseverance, that's when we start to build character. So this character, this character is all about looking more and more like Jesus in our lives and in our struggles. And it's when we start to show the fruit of the Spirit in your life. You know, love, joy, peace, 
forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's a fantastic list. And that character shows even in the midst of our issues we're facing every single day. And that same godly character leads us to have hope in God. So are we following so far? So we started with our struggles, and now we're more perseverant, we have better character, and we have hope. And this hope, hope is super simple. Hope is trusting in God in a situation that is hard to trust God in. Knowing that his purposes and plans for our life are good, even though it seems like everything is going wrong. And we can also hope in knowing the fact that we've already experienced and faced our suffering the right way with God. See, we can go from focusing on our suffering to looking at God and saying, God, this is hard, but I know that you're going to do a work in me and I'm going to be more perseverant and I'm going to be more like you because of this suffering and I thank you for it. And we can be assured that God will respond. He will answer our prayers. And he will grow us to be men and women who look more and more like him every single day. And that's because he loves us. He really loves us so much. And the Holy Spirit pours out the reality of God's love for us through Jesus' sacrifice to us each and every day. See, while we were still living in sin, in complete defiance to God, he sent his son in the flesh to die in our place. Jesus hung on that cross, flogged and beaten, completely naked except for the crown of thorns upon his head. He died the most excruciating and embarrassing death just so that we could be saved from God's wrath against sin and be reconciled with God. Now, if he did all that just to have a relationship with us, don't you think that same Jesus, who loves you that much, wants to end your suffering? We can trust in God in our pain and difficulties because he loves us. So yes, suffering will still happen in your life. But God has equipped you to have hope and growth in that suffering. And he's always there for you. Now, if there's just one thing that I would ask that you could take from today's message, it would just be to put your trust in God. See, in Jeremiah 29, 11, God tells Jeremiah, For I know the purposes and plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And that's the same consistent God who has plans to give you hope in a future too. 
So the next time we're facing a challenge in life, I challenge you to look to God. Remember that we always have access and room to speak, to earnestly pray to him. Let God know your troubles and trust in him to take you through it. And we have to know God won't always answer our prayers in the way that we want it. So, if God isn't taking you out of the struggles right away, let's look to that struggle as something that can help us grow to be more like God in our life rather than just a barrier in the way to an easy life. So I just ask, as we close our sermon today, I know it's very short, um, <laughs> but that's good sometimes. Um, I just ask that you would just lay down your suffering before God. Wouldn't you just trust in him to give you hope in the midst of all your suffering and just to grow you into the man and woman of God that he wants you to be? And just fully rely on him. Let's pray. Father God, we just, we come and we want to lay all of our suffering, all of our problems and our issues with our friends, our family, our work, everything that's going on in our lives down before you. We want you to take it all, Father God, because we're not strong enough to bear this burden on our own. And Lord, you've given us us into your grace, that we can do this, that we can lay this down before you, that we can trust you wholeheartedly with this. So Father God, take it from us and do what you will with it, Father God. Take us from our suffering or let us see how we can grow in it, Father. Lord, so that at the end of the day, you may be glorified and we can be made to look more and more like you every single day in our lives. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you so, so much for all that you've given us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
right.